0: What's going on everybody welcome to the show another thursday another episode of simply sessions uh we've got our uh resident secondary hair streak in the room uh to be chatting us uh up about what's been going on this week lots of stuff some some bitcoin wins this week uh, a few exciting things that uh that could have been negative turned positive um we've also got some uh you know, some, some saltiness on, on Twitter. We've got all kinds of, and you know, the EU being their typical draconian selves, but we'll get into that momentarily. But first of course, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my friend, Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, we'll do it live, fuck it. Do it live.
1: I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks.
0: If you have not already, like, subscribe, share, all those things. They help a ton getting this in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session.
1: Huddle the Bitcoin.
0: Before we dive in, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. This is timechaincalendar.com. We're sitting at $26,931 per coin. A single U.S. dollar will pick you up, 3,713 sats. In terms of fees, next block, 60 sats per byte. If you're willing to wait a bit, 31 sats per byte. Uh, Mempool is purging anything below 8.44 sats per V-byte. Uh, and then in terms of mining, 92.33% of all Bitcoin have been mined. That is 19.39 million of them. Uh, shout out to sponsors of the show, HODLHODL.com. If you're stacking sats and you have some priorities in mind, peer-to-peer trading, uh, instant self-custody, no KYC, this is the place to be. You can sign in. Log in with nothing more than an email address. Really simple. Scroll down. Choose a currency, a payment method, and an amount and start viewing offers right away and be stacking those non-KYC sats. They do also have a lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. Check them out. Link is in the show notes. Now, when you do start stacking those sats, you're, to to uh, you're going to want to secure them, rather, with some of the best hardware on the market. I love everything CoinKite does. The Cold Card Mark IV is a staple of any Bitcoiners arsenal, uh, but other great things as well. They, uh, you know, do the tap signer, the sats card, the block clock, the open dimes, all this great stuff. And coming soon, very excited for it. Cold card Q1, I reserved mine, have you? If not head over to coinkite.com and grab anything else that I may have mentioned here. Uh, And you can use code BTC sessions for 5% off everything in the store. If you're looking to go beyond single SIG in your security setup, you can check out the assisted multi-sig program from nunchuck known as honey badger. I've done a full tutorial on it, but it's really, really easy to set up. You can do it via your mobile. You can use hardware like the tap signer and cold card and a ton of other great options out there. Um, And Once it's all set up, basically they're going to have a single key. You're going to have the rest of the keys in the quorum. They'll be your signer of last resort. Uh, But it's not just multi-sig. It has baked in inheritance planning so that you know that your sats are getting to your next of kin if anything should happen. And beyond that, the whole thing is non-KYC. No personal information needs to be given over to Nunchuck in order to make this work, which is super awesome. Sets them apart. So check them out, nunchuck.io. And finally, Start9, I'm going to get to rant about these guys a little bit at the end here because I'm, I'm excited about uh, what's coming uh, and, and what I'm doing with my setup at home here. Uh, but nonetheless, these guys are your sovereign computing solution. You can build your entire online stack here. Bitcoin Core, Lightning, space, uh, Join Market. You can host your data, passwords, files, photos. You can host Nostra Relays, Nostra Clients. The list goes on. You can head to start9.com. And they have a variety of different choices for you, uh, from entry-level light nodes to kind of mid-tier to the really pro stuff for hosting everything. You can check them all out. Again, start9.com. With that, I'm going to stop my ranting. I need to get my buddy in here. Dude, how you doing? See? We forked. We did. <laughs> we did. Is this is this the first? This is the first one since the actual live stream of the touching of the tips. I think
1: totally one hundred percent. And I think our videos are inverted, so the tips are on the same side.
0: Oh yeah! Wow! Crazy. Weird. Yeah. So I'm like trying to figure out what I need to do here to <laughs> it happened. Before. There we go. There we go. There we go. There, okay, there got we it. got it. This is what it was like in the stream before. Okay.
1: Okay. okay.
0: I think we were equally skilled uh, when we did it right beside each other. How do we do this? My eyes were like this, like the entire time. Yeah, (laughs) That was a good time, man. It was good to hang out down there.
1: It was a great time, man. It was great to have you in my hometown. And, uh, you know, we we had our little adventures, uh, you know, so that was a whole lot of fun. Got to meet Mrs. Sessions, uh, which is absolutely great. My first interaction with her was her dyeing my hair, which was phenomenal.
0: (laughs) Nice to meet you. Can you put some foils on my head, please?
1: (laughs) But it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time.
0: Yeah, it it was awesome. Well, I'm glad uh, Opti obviously was in here last week. He did a killer job, so hats off to Opti for that. Um, And now we've got uh, the streaks are reunited, so... Uh, shall we, I guess let's, let's do a little redecoration here and get it all fancy. Uh, shabam. Awesome. Um, so what's been going on, man? What is top of mind this week? What do you want me pulling up here to kick us off?
1: Yeah, let's let's uh, let's do with the screen share first and uh, we'll kind of do a little bit of an update on, you know, the separation of money and state. Uh, you know, this is the the Mika laws. They, they finally they finally passed, uh, you know, uh, this was the Mika laws was or Basically, I'll get into it. But basically, that was what Christine Lagarde, who has the famous words, you know, uh, if someone has an escape valve, they'll use it. Many times on TV, she mentioned the Mika Laws as like the salvation to stop or to slow down the adoption of Bitcoin uh, in the European Union. Uh, so I'll get to it. But so f- uh, first of all, is a CoinDesk article for audio listeners, this is the European Union formally signed its landmark uh, landmark markets and crypto assets regulation into law on Wednesday, taking the block closer to becoming the first major jurisdiction in the world with Taylor rules for the sector. The law was signed by European Parliament President uh, Roberta Metsola and Swedish Rural Affairs Minister Peter Kuligrin, alongside a separate anti-money laundering law that requires crypto providers to verify their customers' identity when they transfer funds. And that's the part that I really want to focus on. Uh, it's always under the guise of, you know, if this is for your own good, citizen. Forgive me if I'm a paranoid, uh, paranoid bitcoiner. And after seeing how the current administration in the US has treated Bitcoin up in Canada as well, you know, their feelings against Bitcoin, uh, forgive me if I'm a bit skeptical, uh, you know, if they say the reason for passing this law is for your protection uh and to stop money laundering uh but here specifically um I think this is going to have implications Ben Ben you cover a lot of tech you do amazing tutorials for you know the latest bitcoin gadgets and software and all this I think this might have applications at least for software in Europe and I'll get to I'll get to why in a second so it says The text, which was provisionally agreed by Parliament and Council negotiations in June 2022, aims to ensure that crypto transfers, as is the case with any other financial operation, can always be traced and suspicious transactions blocked. The so-called travel rule, already used in traditional finance will in future cover transfers of crypto assets. Information on the source of the asset and its beneficiary will have to travel with the transaction and be stored on both sides of the transfer. The law would also cover transactions above a 1,000 euros from so-called self-hosted wallets uh, when they interact with hosted wallets. Uh, I want to pay attention to the words, right? It's it, it, They're trying to make it seem like The hosted wallet is the norm and the self-hosted wallet is the not normal. I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen that term self-hosted wallet in the Bitcoin white paper. Um, And it goes on to say managed by crypto asset service providers. The rules do not apply to person to person transfers conducted without a provider or among providers acting on their behalf, their own behalf. And this part, Ben, how do they enforce that? How it, it, This does not seem to me as an enforceable law, and I'll add to that, and I'll say, um, what if you have a mobile wallet, uh, specifically on an iPhone in Europe, right? Uh, that's a very easy target, very low-hanging fruit for, uh, for these bureaucrats. Uh, it's very easy for them to put pressure on the app store and on the, on the iOS store and say, hey... You know you can't do this unless you have kyc transit you need to know who you're sending this bitcoin to and mind you apple has a history of blocking uh bitcoin wallets on their app stores so they've done this before in the past i wonder what the implications are going to be of this but again i think that this is you know this i always tweet this ben i said I'm more bullish on Bitcoin adoption in the global South than I am in the developed world because the developed world doesn't have the the massive incentive that people in the global South have, which is that double digit inflation, right? Um, I, I, I don't believe them. I don't think it is for money laundering and whatever. Christine Lagarde said she was putting her hopes on this. I think this is an attempt to stop or slow down Bitcoin adoption. And to use Christine Lagarde's own words, I think this is an attempt to at least try to close that escape valve because if you don't have it closed, people are going to use it.
0: Dude, this is uh, this is their inroads to creep into the software that we use. And and we've seen little bits of this. and And we've seen, I mean... I don't want to like throw too much shade here, but like we had Wasabi wallet voluntarily quote unquote, voluntarily. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but I mean, they they basically said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna uh, use some sort of chain on chain analysis in order to vet everybody entering uh, entering our CoinJoin rounds. like proactively do- have done that. There must have been pressure behind the scenes, but, you know, like, (laughs) great, you can, you can, uh, you know, enjoy some privacy as long as the state deems it so. Um, So like, you know, what is that? Uh, We also see potential pinch points um, for confiscation, even just with like the ledger drama before. Oh, no, we, we, we can't possibly give up your uh your private keys. I mean unless we get subpoenaed and then yeah, you know, we could do it then, but like so, you know, in in those instances with those types of services where people have information on what you're doing, you know, that the app stores are a single point of failure and and it is terrifying and uh it makes me bullish on progressive web apps, which for those unfamiliar basically means you go to the browser you go to basically like an application style um, uh, website. And then in the little settings, you can say install as an app. And I literally just did this with something I'm going to talk about uh, later at the end when I'm uh, finishing up here. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in a world where the government is clamping down so much that they're trying to tell you what software you can and cannot run, and uh and the alternative is using their their cbdc funny money um progressive web apps are going to be uh we're going to return to it rather than uh you know the app store days that we have right now oh you're muted buddy
1: oh sorry about that yeah 100 uh you can't such a a rookie mistake Um, (laughs) yeah um you can't uh you know you can't stop this. This is unstoppable, you know. And then another thing also, Ben, that and I was and I was thinking about this today um, is that eventually they're going to have to reveal their cards. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the White House and Europe and these countries, they're going to have to admit that, that they want people to use their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has nothing to do with the environment, as in the case of the, the Biden administration's great excuses, nothing to do with money laundering or terrorism. They want you to use the money that steals from you. Okay, period. Um, And it's interesting, like, you know, back here in the US, uh, you know, they're redefining the term. Uh, I think this is very, and words are very powerful. This is an update from the IRS. It says January 24th, 2023, the Internal Revenue Service today reminded taxpayers that they will that they must, again, answer a digital asset question and report all digital asset-related income when they file their 2022 federal income tax return as they did for fiscal year 2021. The term digital assets has replaced virtual currencies, a term used in previous years, right? They don't want people thinking that this is a currency. This is a digital asset. You know, currencies can only be issued by the government right um and more more crazy stuff coming out of the irs as well for anyone who's not american is, it stands for the internal revenue service This says internal revenue service to send agents abroad to fight peer-to-peer <laughs> mixing DeFi and crypto crimes i mean the part the part to me that i think is very striking is the peer-to-peer stuff right so it goes yeah. on to say quote irs uh, criminal investigation will launch a pilot program in june where cyber attachés will deploy to four continents across the globe to combat cybercrime, focusing on tax and financial crimes that use cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, peer-to-peer payments, and mixing services. I think they're going to have a really hard. They're going to have a really, really difficult time. And I think what this is going to do is it's going to force people, as predicted in the sovereign individual, um, to vote with their feet. Like this is nuts. This is nuts. The U.S. is one of the only countries in the world where if you leave um, and you move to another country, you still have to pay federal income tax, right? Yeah. Which is absolutely bonkers. Um, and of course, you know the, the, the expenditures from the federal government kind of make sense. But you know, if people have an option to opt out of inflation, people have an option to opt out and not only vote with their wallet but also their feet. I think you're going to see an acceleration of that for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, IRS is insane. I mean, Uncle Sam is crazy. He will hunt you down and shake you down to the ends of the earth. Um, Like when I see this IRS, like the thing that plays in my head is like the Team America World Police theme song, except for it's like Team IRS and they just come and like rob people. Um, It's it's crazy. And again, you're right. You're one of the only I think there's only two countries on planet Earth that try to tax you regardless if you live there anymore or not. Um, There may be a couple more, but it's like it's like the US and then like these tiny little countries that basically just are trying to like rip off their citizens and 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 discourage them from leaving whatever hellhole they lived in. So, yeah, dude, crazy, crazy stuff.
1: Crazy, crazy stuff. And then. What is, so it's safe to say, right, uh, that the U.S. is weaponizing the dollar. They're, they're weaponizing the monetary system, and they're weaponizing it not only against their own citizens, but also countries abroad. And then what is that going to do? It's going to force their citizens to seek alternatives, seek better jurisdictions, more friendly jurisdictions, and of course... The part that is so incredibly obvious because humans you know like to like they you know they're they're intelligent people and they and they they think and they seek other alternatives because they politicize and they weaponize the dollar it's gonna force countries that are hostile to the US to seek an alternative to the dollar which means that it will threaten the global reserve currency status this is not only just me saying this Uh, Marco Rubio which is a senator from Florida said the quiet part out loud on Fox News.
0: All right, let's take a look. Сегодня Бразилия — крупнейшая страна
1: в нашем полушарии, расположенная к югу от нас в западном полушарии, заключила торговое соглашение с Китаем.
0: Отныне они собираются торговать в своих собственных валютах, чтобы обойти курс доллара. Они создают в мире вторичную экономику, полностью независимую
1: оценку. Basically, he was saying, like, he, he said the quiet part out loud, right? Basically, that the idea is that, you know, China and Russia, they're seeking alternatives. Uh, the U like, um, if the U.S. keeps sanctioning these countries, that's what's going to happen. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, you guys kind of put this upon yourself what did you expect china and russia to do right so they weaponized the dollar not only against their cit- their you know citizens locally but they also weaponized the dollar against their political opponents and obviously whether you know you're a citizen of the us or you're a political opponent of the us like currently like china like russia of course you're going to seek an alternative well at least you know our russian listeners got to understand what marco said but i tried to summarize it as best as i
0: could dude i, I again like Of course, it was going to happen like the second a lot of people woke up to it the second that Russia's reserves were seized. It's like, oh, this is no longer kind of like an equal footing for everybody to use, at least as a reserve asset. That's no longer the case whatsoever. If somebody doesn't like you and what you're doing, then your assets are gone, even when it comes to being a state. And that's that that was um, I, I've i seen a couple people say this was this was the beginning of the end for for the dollar reserve currency status.
1: One 100 percent. And, you know, and it was self-inflicted, right? It's self-inflicted. They abused this crazy privilege that allowed them to print a ridiculous amount of money that no one else is able to print. And they abused that privilege. Anyways, more on the on the on the good news front. Um This all happened this week. Incredibly bullish nudes. Also shout out to Pierre Richard because he was heavily involved in this. Uh, This is Daniel Baden. He said in the last 72 hours, and this tweet went out May 30th, he says has been a golden spell for Bitcoin mining. Texas anti-Bitcoin mining bill uh, SB1751 is dead. Joe Biden's proposed 30% Bitcoin mining tax is dead. Uh, Tether Tether is uh, is mining Bitcoin in Uruguay using renewable energy is born right here is you know Pierre, uh, Pierre Richard he says lots of wins on the Bitcoin policy side this quarter. Uh said the things that I just said. It says, Texas will continue to be Bitcoin country. Thank you to all the legislators, staff, and stakeholders who contributed to these wins. Shout out to the Texas Blockchain Council. Shout out also to the Satoshi Action Fund. Dennis Porter was played a big part in all this. And on the other side of the world, uh, Tether, out of you know all people, is basically saying that they're going to start mining Bitcoin in Uruguay. Here's some information about it. Uh, It says Tether, the company behind Tether.to, the blockchain enabled uh, platform powering the world's first and most widely used stablecoin announced today that it it is investing resources into energy production and the launch of a sustainable Bitcoin mining operation in Uruguay in collaboration with a local licensed company. With this, Tether has expanded its reach from finance and communications to include the energy sector. Its its goal is to become a global tech leader, and the latest initiative showcases Tether's commitment to energy innovation and the future of cryptocurrency. As part of this new venture, Tether is investing in renewable energy sources to support and promote sustainable Bitcoin mining, an essential component in upholding the world's most robust and secure monetary network. To accomplish this ambitious objective, Tether is actively seeking to offer. Augment its team by recruiting experts in the energy sector. This project represents a noteworthy milestone where the realms of energy and Bitcoin really converge uh harm- harmoniously. So very, very, very cool. Um, you know, and what's interesting about Tether, and perhaps a lot of people don't like like know, is that yeah. because they're holding all of these, and it's not exactly like it's not they're not just holding these dollars in a bank account. They're holding uh, dollar equivalents of so those treasuries, equities, all that stuff. And the thing is, they make a return on that. They make like a six to seven percent return every year. And what's the current market cap of Tether? It's in the billions of dollars. Uh, so they're making a nice amount of change. Um holding all those all those reserves, right? Yeah. And what are they doing with that? Well, we've, we saw Samsung now tweeting about it during the week. They're buying Bitcoin with some of those profits. And now it looks like they're supporting the Bitcoin network by getting involved in Bitcoin mining. What I find interesting, though, is that they said cryptocurrency, but then two sentences later, they specifically said Bitcoin mining. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it also... <laughs> Again, to to much to the chagrin of, say Greenpeace and and the change the code people and all of that. um, In in that article, there it said something like ninety percent or uh, you know high double digit percentage of of the energy down there is is uh, renewable. So it kind of like you know for the people that were hating on Bitcoin for that reason of oh it's 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 dirty when it's plugged into the same grid as everybody else. Well, okay, well, here's an example of it plugging into a grid that is a lot of wind and solar, regardless of of what you think of, uh, you know, how efficient that is. It's it's the same, you're still getting, you're using the electricity for this purpose. So it, it just points out, well, if you're going to get angry at the energy mix, get angry at the grid, not at the thing plugged into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100, 100%, and it, 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 Pierre Richard said it best, bro, his deadpan, like, comedic thing, like, literally holding, it's like, there's no CO2 on this, like, and it's like, <laughs> that's the misrepresentation, it's like, the so what about electric cars, that's not being talked about, what about washing machines, that's not being talked about, why is it that it's Bitcoin mining, perhaps, maybe, maybe, perhaps, this is a crazy idea, perhaps it has to do with the fact that Bitcoin is a threat to these governments it's a threat to their privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for and the tremendous amount of power that they get from that um anyways anyways
0: dude it makes me wonder how much the dude from the oc got handed under the table to to, (laughs) for his faux outrage like
1: (laughs) oh man
0: oh man yeah
1: oh man All right. All right. Next coming up, uh, Ben, this is absolutely historic. Absolutely crazy. Uh, This is more historic than our touching of the tips ceremony in Miami. Um, This is just
0: it just surpassed it, I would say.
1: Just by a little bit, just by a little bit, I would say. So this is the Bitcoin office in El Salvador. And it says, when the author of the Bitcoin standard met the leader of Bitcoin country, great things were bound to happen. We are excited to announce that Saifedean is joining us as economic advisor to the National Bitcoin Office of El Salvador. Welcome to the winning team, Dr. Amos. So, and Beautyon, I think, says it perfectly. He says that in Beautyon, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, he's the founder of Azteco. And he goes on to say, there will not be enough gold to pave the streets of San Salvador. Such will be the win of that great country. It's like a dream. Astonishing. In case you don't know what this means, uh, Professor Seyfedin, Austrian school economist. That is that right there is a signal. Okay, Mm -hmm. most governments are run with the, the economists that they, you know, that they that they breed that, that they train, are Keynesian economists, right? Mm-hmm. It is unheard of that you have an Austrian school economist on the uh, on the economic advisory of this country. That is unheard of. That is absolutely nuts. It goes on to say, Beauty Hunt goes on to say, and the very rare example of an Austrian school economist who also understands Bitcoin will now be advising El Salvador where Bitcoin is legal tender. This means the possibility of mistakes being made by El Salvador are drastically reduced because li- uh, because literally the best economic mind in Bitcoin is working for them directly. If you imagined a dream team like this spoke the words, you would have been called delusional, but it's real. And bear in mind also that the history of fiat and economics, Saifedean, will bring to the table will greatly help El Salvador avoid other mistakes in other parts of the economy, further accelerating hyper growth across the entire country. 100% Stacy and Max are historic figures. Shocking. All right here is a picture already of safeting, uh literally, Uh, delivering a cat class and the in the slide for audio listeners, it literally says what is money and safety is doing his thing. This is crazy, dude. This is absolutely nuts. I cannot believe it. Uh, What are your thoughts?
0: I mean, can you imagine what that country is going to look like in in a decade or two? Like this is the, the, the stark contrast that, a place like, uh, Singapore saw over, you know, three or four decades, that's going to be El Salvador. Like it, it's gonna, it's gonna completely change their fortunes. I mean, they've already sidestepped the IMF and told them to go fuck themselves. I mean, that's of, of any major action that you could take to improve the economic welfare of your country. It would be that. Um, and I, I say that, strongly because I am just about done Gladstein's book on the IMF and it is is infuriating how awful the IMF and the World Bank are Um, just the examples and the historical behind that so that's step one but then to replace that replace all the awful advice you're getting from those, those parasitic organizations and replace it with advice from an Austrian economist that understands Bitcoin and literally wrote the book on it. Um, They're going to be fucking laughing, man. They're going to be laughing. And years from now, people will say, wow, that was a very good idea.
1: (laughs) No, exactly. It's like it was, it's going to be so obvious in hindsight. Uh, What do you think the IMF and all the Kenzie, all the central planners, right? They're watching this and they're probably scared I, I i feel i feel the fear i feel the fear
0: yeah um but yeah, yeah i is- mean th- there's there's gonna be a lot of people i've already seen what was it i saw some some i think it was somebody that safe was arguing with calling it like crypto colonialism <laughs> like what sorry sorry we're bringing all the freedom to you like i yeah it's it's laughable but it's going to be labeled. It's going to go through the uh, again, the same same mill that pumps out the garbage from the New York Times. It's it's going to it's going to be New York Timesified, and uh, but the economic reality will be in stark contrast to whatever the stories are saying.
1: 100 percent, man. 100 percent. I'm so optimistic about El Salvador. In fact, I'm optimistic about all of the global south like. I think that this is a phenomenon that's going to happen. El Salvador doesn't doesn't uh, dictate their. Uh, there we go. Roman Safidin took a few minutes of his day to reply to a nobody like me on the Orange Palap this morning. What a legend! I, I know Ben, you're on the Orange Palap. I'm on the I Orange Palap.
0: I am. Yes, yeah, so I was. I had a little meeting uh, earlier today, just chatting, chatting with the guys, seeing how things are going. And Nat, Nat Brunell just uh, joined up too, and she's helping out. So yeah, beautiful. Get get OPA. It's uh, you can you can link up with local clubs and everything. It's actually very useful traveling, too, by the way. Like if you're if if you're in a town and you're not there for like a Bitcoin related event, um, even if you are. But like if you're just traveling and you're like, I wonder if anybody's around. There's always somebody around no matter where you are. You're like, hey, are you into Bitcoin? Cool. We're best friends now. And then you just go hang out and it's like a family reunion.
1: I'm, I'm a huge fan. I love, uh, did you know that, uh, Mateo stayed on my couch in Miami?
0: (laughs) You told me that. That's awesome. Yeah. Big fan,
1: big fan Sponsor. Love those guys. Great, great, great app. Highly, highly recommend. And I do take the time to, uh, to go, to go through them, to go through the messages and reply anyways. So, uh, in other news, uh, on the regulatory front, uh, things seem to be, Uh, heating up a little bit so um actually ben do you mind playing the video the one that's not
0: elon yes okay And it's not in russian i promise there we go okay (laughs) this one this one will be uh this uh, german German. okay perfect
2: (laughs) millions of people lost money in last year's collapse of the f TX cryptocurrency exchange. But a bill that's been sent to the governor's desk now aims to regulate this kind of digital banking in Texas. Here's KVU's Derenysha Herron. If you're one of the millions of Texans who have invested in cryptocurrency, odds are you use an app like Robinhood or Coinbase to do so. Well, House Bill 1666. would make sure your money isn't caught up in fraud or stolen by these companies. We've seen it happen before with many digital asset providers, but notably what used to be one of the largest cryptocurrency exchange platforms, FTX. The leaders of that company are still facing litigation after being accused of taking billions of dollars from customers. House Bill 1666 would prevent that by requiring digital asset providers to maintain enough funds to ensure customers can withdraw their assets at any time, eliminate commingling customer funds with company assets, and present a report to the Department of Banking for a yearly audit. State Representative Giovanni Capriglione presented the bill and feels confident it will become law pending the governor's signature.
1: You will be comfortable knowing that when you invest online, when you're buying cryptos, when you're trading it, when you're selling it, that those assets are being washed, that they are being managed, and that there's an audit trail that protects those
0: assets.
2: Failure to comply would lead to punishments ranging from a loss of license or criminal charges. Capriglione says cryptocurrency is being regulated all over the world, but Texas would be one of the first in the U.S. to do so. So he hopes the federal government will follow suit and lightly regulate cryptocurrency. At the state capitol, I'm Darren Isha Heron.
1: All right. So, OK, a couple things.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I have many thoughts, but I'm going to let you, uh, <laughs> you go.
1: So shitcoin exchanges have to be fully reserved, right? What about banks? <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is what Caitlin Long just fought for. She's like, Is it possible that I can do a bank that is full reserve? And they're like, Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? What about banks? (laughs) It's, but I mean, we talked about this, right? We talked about how if they had let her run a bank. That was full reserve. Anybody who just literally wanted a safe place for their money would flee the other institutions, which are fractional as fuck and cause insolvencies everywhere. Um, Is this what they're trying to do with? uh, Because obviously a lot of this shit, a lot of the crypto shit is fractional currently, obviously.
1: Yep. Yep. And then what is happening? What is happening? So exchanges like Gemini which like promoted themselves as being, you know, one of the most regulated exchanges, you know, they're regulated in New York city. So like they have to be fully backed and all that stuff and whatever, literally Bloomberg article Winklevi twins attempt pivot after Gemini loses money and employees mounting market legal regulatory challenges in the U S cloud the firm's future as it seeks an overseas reset. Right. So it's just, dude, it's just so, so freaking fascinating. I'm not a big fan of regulation and government intervention, um, you know, so. But it, it, again, it's going to be very hard for shitcoin platforms like Binance to do business in Texas. Texas has a tremendous amount of people, has a massive GDP, much bigger than a lot of countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a tremendous amount of, of economic opportunity for these exchanges in Texas. But if you're not fully reserved, if this law passes, you're not going to be able to do business there. But again, I just find it so hypocritical that banks that no, no, even though banks do exactly the same thing, they risk, they, what do you think happened in 2008? Like, you know, and then one last thing, right, which is none of this would have affected you. If you've taken Bitcoin into self-custody, if you've taken Bitcoin into self-custody, none of this matters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, I mean, again, not your keys, not your coins, hold your own, hold your own keys, all that stuff that all of us know. The one thing that I want to say, and you kind of touched on it there, is these guys have gone out of their way to be insanely compliant like, these guys have, like, wor- I know, like, if, if you've read the book Bitcoin Billionaires by Ben Mes- uh, Mesrich, I think, it basically chronicles the early days of, like, after, he's the same guy who wrote uh, the uh, um, uh, the social network about Zuckerberg yep. and everything. And so his second book was actually about what happened to the Winklevoss twins and when they discovered Bitcoin and they met, like, uh, Eric Voorhees and, and uh, Charlie... God, i forgot it. forgetting his last name. Anyways, um, it kind of tells their story and how like, you know, you had Libertarian uh, over here with Eric Voorhees and he's doing all these different things. And Charlie was off doing God knows what. And they were like, no, we have to be like super compliant and everything. And they, they basically bent over backwards to blow the state like in order to stay as compliant as possible they did every trick in the book to make sure that everything was squeaky clean and they they drove do you remember the ad campaigns the 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 Gemini, like yeah crypto needs rules or something like that and it's like they literally are advertising how much they're going to comply and even they couldn't make it even they are like shit, we got to get out of here man this is crazy um, yeah. If if the compliance bros here cannot make it work, what hope in hell <laughs> does anybody else have? Like the yep. state doesn't want you just to comply. They just, they want you dead. They want it
1: gone. 100%. 100%, dude. I 100% agree with that. Holy cow, it is, is going to be a bumpy ride. And look, it, it, and it goes to show like you can placate these bureaucrats as much as they want, as much as you want. But, you know, at the end of the day- if you succeed, it's not in their best interest. You know, it's it's really not. Anyways, do we have time for another story? Because I know we're almost at time.
0: Ahead. Yeah, let's, let's we can do the last one here. Uh, okay,
1: cool. Um, I'll, I'll go through it very quickly. So, uh, Michael Saylor said the quiet part out loud. He said, uh, this is a quote from Elon from this interview. Um says, quote, pretty soon, 44 billion won't be worth that much anyway. And Michael Saylor did a little bit of a troll here. And he said, Elon Musk on bitcoin he tagged elon on twitter ben do you mind playing the video
0: yeah there you go. <laughs> this
1: is a gift it's a it's an iou worth 44 billion dollars so Thank you. Uh, well it's, you know uh pretty soon 44 billion won't be worth that much anyway that's <laughs> that's a good point so my Bro, it's literally identifying, identifying you know, the, the problem. Mind you, he's wearing a Doge shirt yeah, while he know. did that. Um, but let's talk about why he probably feels that way. So here is the amount of cash. To, Tesla is a public company, so they have to reveal this. This is the amount of cash that Tesla has um, Tesla has on hand. So in the, the Tesla cash on hand for the quarter ending in March 31st, 2023 was $22 billion, right? So let's do the math real quick and we'll use the latest inflation numbers. So we go plug in $22 billion in here into this little calculator. And we multiply that by 6% which is the last reported inflation number and tesla is currently losing 1.4 billion dollars in purchasing power on a yearly basis and that makes sense why elon would say what he said um now tesla because they make so much money they're able to eat this but what about the average everyday person right you know, and you have your savings in an account, that 6.5% if you're not making billions of dollars every year like Tesla, it's going to be really painful. So, um, I suspect this is part of the influence as to why Elon said the way that said the things he said. But hey, Michael Saylor's absolutely right. Elon, you have a solution, but you got to you got to eat your humble pie. You got to eat your humble pie before you take the orange pill.
0: I think it, Elon would be smart to do so now, kind of like Say- Sailor did it. He he pulled his trigger like during the last bear market, right? We were kind of starting to come back a little bit and he was stacking sats low key. And then like partway through the year in 2020 made the announcement. Hey, listen, I've been buying Bitcoin. My treasury's in Bitcoin. This is, this is the way we're going. You know, Elon missed that train. He came in, he came in much later. Uh, you know, kind of trying to follow along in in, in uh, sailor's footsteps, and uh, maybe he can low key like maybe he can eat some humble pie and and uh, and stack some sats here. But I'm not hopeful if if he's if he's sitting there with a Doge shirt. Uh, I don't know that he's fully learned all of the lessons that are required to uh, to stay humble and stack sats. But may, maybe I'll be proven wrong. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I I, I think all roads to lead to Bitcoin, but you know, someone like Elon, right? Kaiser says it best, right? You know, egomaniacs and 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 Bitcoin, you know, don't get don't get along. You have to you have to you have to be humble to understand Bitcoin. You have to be like, look, maybe I can't do this better. Um, that takes a lot of humility, and you know, perhaps Elon hasn't crossed that bridge yet. Anyways, Ben, sorry it's running a little late today, but uh, cool. really enjoyed it, and uh, this was your Simply Sessions.
0: Dude, good to see you. I'll chat with you next week and uh, and have a good uh, rest of your weekend, buddy.
1: Likewise, man. Travel
0: safe. All right, later. All right, everybody. Don't go away quite yet. We got a few last things we're going to wrap up with. Uh, also, if you're not already, go follow Nico. Go follow uh, Bit- Bitvolt7 over on Twitter. Follow Simply Bitcoin. They give you the news six days a week. This is just a taste, just a taste over here. Uh, if you're not watching simply, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Come on. Um, all right. So, what I wanted to fill you in on uh, a couple of things that I've been up to this week. I dropped a tutorial earlier this week uh, on something called Pouch, and um, it's it's effectively remittances to the Philippines with. Lightning Network. Uh, So super easy to use, very similar to Blink, uh, formerly known as Bitcoin Beach Wallet, ton of different features in it. And um, I think a good orange pill opportunity, like somebody's first steps into Bitcoin, it defaults to Philippine pesos. So it, it is very much meant for people remitting home and somebody just wants pesos and then they want to be able to Purchase whatever, but it's instant and like the fees are nothing, obviously, because you're sending lightning and all that. So, um, yeah, I figured I might do a little bit of focus on some stuff like that where it's not necessarily a quote unquote Bitcoin tutorial, but it gives people their first kind of peek into, oh, you can just use this and then they will begin to have questions about Bitcoin as they realize, oh, this is using Bitcoin somehow. And that's okay that they don't quite get it yet, but they will. Um, All right. What else? Uh, So I've been really excited this week. Something is brewing. Um, I'm I'm making some changes to my home setup. And so these changes are in and around uh, the nodes that I am running. So I'm running, or up until now, I've been running, uh, obviously, Start9, Umbral, uh, Raspberry blitz, uh, Ronan dojo and my note, I had all these devices at home. Um, and you know, I'd play around with them, try different things. I've done all, mostly just to be able to do some tutorials and everything. Uh, but I am consolidating, I am consolidating to, uh, my, my start OS, my start nine device. Um, and I'm upgrading it too. So, uh, I've just the past couple of days, I've been upgrading or rather migrating my Umbral LND node over to my start nine. And so uh, I basically went in, it was actually very easy, but if you go into LND, there's an option import from Umbral. So if you've got two different devices, it literally just detects the other device in the network. You just put in the IP address for it and the password, and then it will grab your LND information. It will shut down your Umbral. You got to make sure you don't turn that on again because you have two lightning nodes that are the same lightning node and uh, that could result in some channel closures mm-hmm. if you do that. But nonetheless, it imported everything, shut down my umbral, and now my lightning node, my big one that I've had for a long time is now residing on my Start9 uh, server, which is awesome, super awesome. Uh, and also, furthermore, with the latest update, um, when you go to... Uh, access your, your start nine device from your mobile. Uh, you can within the browser, uh, click the settings and it gives you the option to install it as an application. And what this does is it gets rid of all indication that it is browser based at all. So like I, uh, so yeah, like there's no browser bar up top or anything. It's just like an app running on your phone. Um, so that's really, really cool. And and finally, uh, if I have it here, maybe I don't. Uh, I got to find it because I want to, I, I need to show it off. I'm too excited about it. Um, yeah, so I've got a new device headed here. I've got uh, the Server Pro or the Pure rather. Um, and man, it is a, an absolute beast. So before, uh, the Embassy One that I had uh, was running on a Raspberry Pi. And a lot of people were running those. And, you know, they can, they can do the trick for a while. But, like, if you're, if you're going to be serious about it and you're running a lot of stuff, then you're going to want to beef your machine. Now, Start9 just did, like, an entire overhaul of their whole... Setup. up. They've got the server light, which is a pi but doesn't have an external drive. It's all done off the SD card and it's meant to be like a prunes node and run slim and quick. And that does away with a lot of the Raspberry issues that people have. Their, their kind of mid tier one is now like an Intel Nook style, like a, a good processor, lots of RAM um, and like a good drive in it and everything. But holy crap, what I've got coming. Uh, So I've got it's basically an Intel i7 core, uh, four cores, eight threads, 1.8 gigahertz up to 4.9, 32 gigs of RAM in this thing. And I think I've got the two terabyte version, maybe the four coming. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, yeah, this thing is insane. So I'm super stoked. This is coming and I'm going to be running everything i'm just consolidating down to the one device and so i'll still be able to do node tutorials and everything but i'm going to focus more so on the application i'm running because the applications are now becoming kind of like uniform across most options whether you're running start 9 or umbrella raspy you can get most of these applications and they'll behave very similarly so that's what I'm up to right now. Uh, I will have a tutorial coming out with the migration process for LD. It's actually quite simple, but it's important that people be able to see it. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited about. Um, also, I leave Monday. I'm heading to Prague. Anybody else going to Prague? Let me know. Uh, I will I will be seeing you there. I've got a keynote. I'm talking about the trucker protest. Uh, basically, how we can improve upon it. Um, in terms of fundraising in an adversarial environment and what tools we have at our disposal. So it's going to be something along those lines. I've I've got it pretty much done, but they actually gave me a little bit more time. I've got a 25 minute slot. So yeah, should be a good time. Also, Giacomo Zucco, I'm going to be emceeing for this Saturday, like the second half of the day. And, and one of the One of the talks I I get to intro is uh, Giacomo Zucco, and his talk is called Ordinals are retarded. (laughs) So so that's the thing I get to intro. That's very exciting. Um, And then finally, tomorrow, why are we bullish? We've got Steve Barber from Upstream Data. We've got Dave Bradley from Bitcoin Well, co-founder also of Bull Bitcoin. And then we've got uh, Julian over at Kinetic Finance. Uh, All of these Canadians and more importantly, all of these dudes are going to be joining me at the Bitcoin Rodeo in Calgary, July 4th and 5th. So it's going to be a good uh, kind of Canadian slash Bitcoin Rodeo hangout prior to the event. Uh, And then I'm also going to be hitting uh, the Canadian Bitcoin Conference uh, just prior um and that one is going what are the dates on this god i'm so confused with my dates june 17th and 18th in toronto too you can actually grab tickets for the canadian bitcoin conference and the bitcoin rodeo two for one kind of deal um or they have like bundled tickets for cheaper so anyways if you're in canada and you want to tour around a little bit and hit a couple of events then uh there you go you can get bundled tickets if you so choose uh, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up here. Thank you so much for watching. Please do like, sub, share, all those things. They do help a ton getting this in front of more eyeballs. If you want to help the show in another way, you can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors, Hoddle Hoddle, Coinkite, Nunchuck, Start Nine. Uh, you can also head to my website btcsessions.ca. Ton of free content there, but if you need an extra bit of hand-holding in setting up anything, if the free tutorials aren't enough, you can book me for one-on-ones right there. Uh, And if you really liked what you saw, you can scroll down a little bit at btcsessions.ca and there's a little lightning QR code and you can send sats there. If you click on it, it'll take you right over to my Geyser Fund page where you can uh, set up an actual invoice if you so choose. Uh, Anyways, guys, with that, I'm out have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session.